This is the Play No Games podcast. We the hardest working podcast in Portland, Oregon, man. Play no games. Play no games. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what we was doing. Oh no, this is fine. Oh, that's fair. That's this is the third guest podcast. Podcast slash show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome to the Play No Games podcast slash show. I'm your host, Rob. I'm Arthur. I'm Cos. And we're back here to put you all on a high vibration, whether that's in social situations, relationships, or building your self-worth, because all of that's important for you to go to the next level. You know what also puts us on the next level? All right, you probably can't hear that, but I was jingling some change. <laughs> we need Cas Moolah. My boys came up with a pretty cool idea about, you know, building a studio, and we're going to need some Umar donation type Money. Umar, Umar Johnson type of donation. <laughs> yes, we're going to need that. <laughs> and where you can donate this so we can build this awesome studio is Dollar Sign Hero Bob. I promise you, I will not claim this on my taxes. I will claim this on our business LLC taxes. that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar Sign Hero Bob. But also, if you enjoy the show, Things like that Please follow us on Instagram YouTube uh, Spotify Anchor uh, Apple Podcast Apple Podcast So if you find us You look for us If you want clips of just a show We're at Lookhere.fri On Instagram The reason why it's different Is because Hey Look here is coming out this summer With some stuff I, I'm gonna let y'all know right now We partnered with a hotel Motel Holiday No we at the Holiday oh. Inn oh. This next event is about to really launch that page To <laughs> the next level So don't get it confused There's the podcast clips And if you click the link in the bio It'll go straight to the show With all that being said Before we get into our very first segment I just gotta let y'all know We got a uh, HBCU record setting <laughs> Bronx, Brooklyn Traveling What? Living Uh-oh Shoe, coffee, drinking What? Uh-oh. Guests in the building What? <laughs> Ooh He's not dead, he's alive Uh-oh oh. We got a mirror on the Play No Games podcast last hey. show How you doing Welcome. today? Feeling good, feeling good. Appreciate y'all having me here. Looking to have some fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And our very first fun segment, um, boy, AJ's going to tell you about it. Absolutely. So uh, the first segment is is called uh, Play No Games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And man, absolutely. And so it's uh, it could be positive, negative, something you did today. It don't matter. It's kind of open-ended. But you say you play no games about this, whatever it is. So it's on you first. Oh man, um, I play no games about my well-being. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like going into this year, um, I really have been just from a mental, emotional, and physical standpoint, like really prioritizing that, making sure I'm getting proper rest in, mm -hmm. I'm eating right. Um, so yeah, that's been one thing. I've just been on a mission. I'm up 5 a.m. like four days out of the out of the work week. 
just trying to get to it. So um, that's definitely been uh, huge for me. That's something I, I don't play about. Respect, respect. Man, I feel that. No, I, I do. I respect that as well. Like, I've been going through my own awakening, too, as well. As a um, 30-year-old man, I'll expose myself. Whoa. <laughs> the whopper right there. <laughs> the joke is I'm, up. I'm, I'm, it's I'm wide sorry. left. It's no good, folks. <laughs> it's sorry. no good. I'm sorry. That reaction, that was like a Kevin Hart reaction. Should have hit the I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like Cost, you're actually better than this. Like, you're actually way more. Sorry. It's, it's that was like, a genuine reaction. <laughs> I'll just say this. When I, like, people, like, ask about the show, like, out of all of us, they think this motherfucker is the funniest. And I get upset and about this all the time. And I was like, come I'm on. I'm also the one that gets the most fire thrown back at me. So. Very true. That when you guys are ready for that, let me know. And maybe you'll be considered the funniest. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. What are you playing no games about today, Cos? Oof. Ooh. Ringworm. Play no games about ringworm. Yeah. Uh, Why are you here today? You have ringworm. I don't have ringworm. No. And if I did have ringworm, you, you can function with a human with ringworm. It's not that bad. You just can't like rub people, other people. Oh, it skin. doesn't burn. No. I would just. Yeah. I do jujitsu. We had to talk about it yesterday during mm. class. Uh, had to sanitize all the mats and whatnot. So that was just top of mind. That's gross. So it is really gross. <laughs> so if you wrestle, do jujitsu, yep. judo, anything like that, you know, grappling activity. Please take a shower before, take a shower after. So you have if a you got a spider worm. bite, don't participate. Take so, a break. So you have a ringworm. I don't have a ringworm, no. Wait, but why why you said a spider bite? What I'm it looks like a spider bite. Oh, okay. People are like, oh no, it's just a spider bite, or oh no, it's like an insect bite or something. It literally looks like one, but then like it'll like scabby, it'll get scabby and pussy, mm. and then like it's super contagious. Mm. Oh, so, for yeah. two. Try not to touch people with spider bites, is my advice right there. You're better than this. What? Oh, nothing. Um, okay, go ahead. What are you playing no games about, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would ask. Actually, I actually was thinking about you. You're thinking oh, about me? Shit, of course. Here yeah. Here we go. I thought this would be a great thing. I want to extend what I'm playing no games about to everyone. And I will want to know. So, my one I'm playing no games about is investments. So, if you had 10K and okay. you couldn't pocket it, I'll give mine, and you had to invest in either Bitcoin, NFT, or sports betting. I want to know which one you would choose. Hmm. And I thought about this. I'm not gonna lie, I'm sports betting like a motherfucker. Like <laughs> I don't trust NFTs and Bitcoin so much because I was thinking about it. Because I was thinking about that one dude who was like, "Yeah, I did the whole Bitcoin, and then Doge went to the moon." Blah blah blah. blah. And then I was like, "Man, I want to be like that guy." And then I've heard a lot of like shit stories, and I was like, "Nah." I was like, Katie, go fucking. Well, he did squander my money today. I was like, go, go, go fuck off my money. I will do sports betting. I'm sorry. But I just want, I'm curious. If y'all had 10K, that's a, that's a good one. 10K, you can only invest in sports betting, NFTs, Damn. or Bitcoin. What would you do? I feel like I feel like sports betting is more instant than the rest of them. You, you kind of get your instant gratification from that uh -huh. um, or instant loss. Like NFTs is, is like kind of long term setting and it's kind of more promotional. Um, just like I feel like Bitcoin is, but I mean, the the beauty of Bitcoin is like there's places like Sweden and other areas of Europe that only use Bitcoin. So like putting even about a portion of that morning into Bitcoin allows you to go to those places and, and kind of live that life in, in those places. So, you know, it, it depends on what you want. For me, if I'm trying to travel, I definitely use Bitcoins. I think it would go a lot further than uh, uh, sports betting. 
Okay, that's interesting. So you're thinking of Bitcoin more as like a I can live off of it. Yeah, absolutely. I can, like, I can multiply it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, you want my answer? Of course. I'll say right now, right now, if we're talking today's right date, 420-2022. Happy 420, everyone. I don't know if yeah. anyone here smokes or not. Uh, I don't. But uh, huh? no, no problem if you do. But uh, let me tell your sister. I, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming for you. Right now, as of today, I'm I'm gonna do NFTs actually. As much as like I, as much as I don't like NFTs and I don't, I see th- I see NFTs as like a future in terms of as like a certification process, so you don't buy fakes or like it's almost it comes with like a receipt. You get an NFT with your purchase. I see it. It's that right now. NFTs are super hot. You buy it, you flip them, super easy. I look at NFT like right now UFC did like an NFT sorry and UFC did like an NFT thing today that blew up really hot. I look at that. Personally, me though, my fourth option would be, which I would go over all three, gold. I'd just buy $10,000 worth of gold yep. and put that in a safe. Because it, it doesn't depreciate. It, you know? It's never going to lose money. Mm-hmm. I, was gonna, I was actually going to say that option if that was an option. Hey, there you go. That's my guy. <laughs> oh, you, you, only, you only put, you, you gave four, four, four options, because I thought we had to stay in that type of lane. So, you know, I just want to respect the rules of the game. So. I, I, clearly, I'm glad someone did. You but know. gold as well. I'll go as well. I'll probably get half and gold, but definitely, uh, you know, the risk taker that I am, yeah, would, uh, would definitely go for the sports betting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shout out to Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Sheesh. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> man, man, that's the epitome of how you gonna get fired on your day off. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, damn, you gotta be. Do-. He could even ask his friend and be like, hey, let's go put this down on the team. Seriously, dude, what are you doing? I don't know how many times, and I'm blurring Beep's name that I've like, I've like, they're like, oh, put one k down on this, and I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. I was like, so easy, but uh, uh, he was there. But yeah, mm-hmm. anywho. Uh, what are you doing? You're doing, oh, you said uh, sports, sports betting. betting. Okay. I, uh, I just don't see, and I'm glad you both, all three guys brought up those perspectives where, like, mm, if gold was an original option, maybe gold. But, like, I, I guess for me, I just don't see, like, NFTs and Bitcoin really. Like, there's no, like, for me, like, NFT is, like, yo, like, you're putting the value on something like mm-hmm. UFC. That's a big community. So a lot of people yeah. are going to value that thing where it's kind of like, yeah. I value this, yeah, this. And, and, and yeah. someone's like, mm, I bought it for 10 K. And then someone was like, nah, this is $5. So it's like, yep. it's my value. And then this Bitcoin is like, I think, I think big, Bitcoin's a, like a long-term investment though. Bit, but I also feel like Bitcoin's not big here because the government can't control it. And I think uh, that yeah, that's, that's where it has. It's like, the green backfire like there's like pieces yeah. and aspects of it that wanted to be here and there's i mean i know dudes who who've lived off bitcoin for 10 plus years and they haven't had a job they haven't worked and then and now he's a he's a cpa doing nothing but bitcoin he's mm. a, so like like it's it's crazy like the aspects of what you can really use it for if you if you know what you're doing so like but he can donate to the show just <laughs> say you need them funds. Yeah, we, we talked about you know a new place. You know, uh, it's to the moon with him, right? So he's <laughs> uh, not gonna talk about these. To be fair, Bitcoin's not in a great spot right now, so you know he may be. Nah, he's he he uh he's the mining now. He's oh he's, he's mining now. Yeah, he's mining. He built his own like computer to mine and all mm-hmm. that. So 
Hey, you know. He's mining for Bitcoin now. So he's kind of stepped up a little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. I, was, I ain't going to count his pockets, but. Yeah. I'm not either. <laughs> Future investor. But uh, uh, what you playing against, Val? Uh, I want to play no games about a dog, man. Um, so, like, I have a dog. Love my dog to death. But it's pouring down, raining outside. And my dog is, like, itching to get outside. And so he's causing havoc. And first thing he does when he goes outside is hides underneath a covered area outside. And I'm like, dude. Like, you wanted to go outside, and now I'm standing in the rain, and you're hiding underneath the covered area to get out the rain, but you want to go outside. And so it was kind of, like, frustrating at first, but I'm like, oh, well, whatever, and then he goes and rolls in the mud, and I have to get him back in the car. So, like, I love my dog to death. That motherfucking snake now, so I'm like, wet <laughs> <Yeah>. dog, <laughs> yeah. and, like, now you get the whole negative side of it, but, you know, wouldn't change for the world, so... Oh, dog. I can't wait to get my very first dog. Future dog, Doberman. Can't wait. That's, that's a hell of a beginner dog. Yeah, that's a that's a tough dog. No, it's not. It's a very all around balanced dog. I've done my research. Really? I've I've heard you gotta train those dogs really well. Yeah, I'm gonna train They're it. They're very aggressive. So there's a um there's hey, 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 we're not gonna get an eye of a pit bull. Fair enough. So I'm gonna say. I've had I've had a few. <laughs> um pit bulls are easy dogs. Oh, super smart. But mm-hmm. like Dobermans, I mean, my cousin had Dobermans growing up, um, both of which he named Psycho. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were actually oversized Dobermans. So, um, Not going for that size. Yeah, they, I think Psycho had to be like, that joke was like a horse, man. He was maybe, maybe a buck 40. <laughs> Jesus. Chilling, Damn. chilling. Um, yeah, there's a spot, and I think it's still – in PA called Kimber Tall Kennel. So like a family we're from Philly and um it's been around since my dad was a buck. Like since he was a since he was a young young it was like a thing you would go. They actually breed Dobermans and uh Rottweilers as well as wolves. Oh shit. Very cool. Very <laughs> this cool. Is okay. It's a thing. I, I didn't believe myself and then I looked this up and I was like, oh okay. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Just, 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 you know, just some food for thought. I would just say, <laughs> I think for me, just like a Doberman is like a great all-around dog where I, I really don't have to worry about the fur. And yeah. like, I kind of also want like a dog I can like grow and build with where like it can be a great family dog, it can be a security dog, it can be a play dog. It's just a blank slate. Well, I feel like its personality mm-hmm. will be easier to mold with mine. Oh, for sure. That's like another like, I mean, I got my pit right now, but if I have get situated have another dog both of them at the same time it would be a doberman so like would you mutilate its ears i you know the you know the fun thing about it is i was going back and forth with um a woman we were kind of talking about it and like she actually convinced me i actually don't think i'm gonna do that i think i'm just gonna just have his have his uh like flop ears Cause i actually like looked at like a doberman with it and i was like this is actually kind of cool yeah. yeah and i was like this is fine where i'm yeah. like but like I'm still like trying to figure out if like female or like male yeah. like dog, which is I'm I, still like at. I have a friend who has a female Doberman, and he did the ears to her. Mm. Looks cool. What what color? What color would you get? That's another question. You know, got your chocolates. You got your traditional chocolate black and gray. Okay, you want the red? That red red Doby. Red Dobies are nice. 
Mm. So that's a, that's a, but you know, that's I got I get my next house. That's, that's an interesting breed, man. Definitely interesting breed. Interesting. What kind of breed? What kind of breed of dog? Yeah. So mine's a mix. It's a uh, it's a boxer shepherd mix. Um, mm-hmm. And so like he only supposed to get like seventy pounds, but he's like seventy seventy five pounds. But he's so he real bright, real smart. Um, he already plays fetch. He's five months. He already plays fetch and all that. So like, yeah, he's he's. Right where he needs to be. <laughs> right where he needs to be. He cool, man. He get on my nerves sometimes, but he cool. I bet. Yeah. I bet. So, yeah. he, he was good at my house. Yeah. He fell asleep at your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, you know, not saying I'm a Pokemon trainer, but, you know, I got my badges. <laughs> so, you know. But anywho. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you were there, too. But I was like, we had a respect. He was like. It was a long day for him that day. It was a long day. Fair enough. <laughs> I had the context clues. We can't talk about the show. <laughs> but I think this is a perfect segue to actually like bring up, because um, you just mentioned um, you're a PA Philly kid, like family there. I was wondering, could you like literally like one, anyone who's from like any like major cities and like they end up in Portland. I always ask. Jeez. We always ask, "How'd you come here?" There's no culture here. <laughs> and I just want to ask, just growing up, because you know, how was it like? What was it like growing up East Coast? I mean, just just like even like perspective um, with Philly. Like my father, so my father's side has over 100 years in Philly. Um, my mother's from Panama. Um, oh. But um, yeah, I mean, we moved, we ended up moving to Jersey when I was younger, but like 20 minutes across the bridge. So growing up, it was a lot of back and forth because mm-hmm. it's like, I felt like, especially my suburb, which was pretty interesting, is that most of us were like transplants in a, in a sense, like Sicklerville, New Jersey, literally, I don't really know too many people like, well, at least when I was growing up, that was like born and raised there. It was like, oh, my parents, like, we just moved here from Philly. We just moved here from Camden, New Jersey. We just moved here from New York, you know? So, I mean, with that being said, too, it was really diverse. Like, I, we were the majority mm. in, a, in, in a suburb, which was, which was really dope. Um, but, yeah, just, like, growing up back and forth, like, my grandmothers um, were still in Philly, so, and most of my family, too, so... A lot of just floating, floating back and forth in the scene and out of it. Um, I think like I feel like I had a really interesting upbringing um, because of that. Mm. You know, because like when I was in high school or even middle school, like I would go and hoop in like all the hood leagues in Philly, like with my cousins. Like we would go across the bridge. Like I can tell you how much like it costs to cross from Jersey back to PA. Like on the Philly side, like I watched it go up. Now it's five dollars. I remember. I remember it was like two dollars. I've seen the train go up as well. Like Damn. in terms of like, like that's how much we was on it. So, um, yeah, you be playing in all these hood leagues from North Philly, Southwest Philly, West Philly, and then I end up coming back across the bridge, Jersey, and just chilling. And then as I started getting into kind of like the creative scene, um, I had like big homies that were just like, you know, look out for me when I was around there. Um, really like. The underground scene in Philly was was dope. Um, mm. So going to like shows, um, local shows, you know, meeting local like artists, whether that's music or um, actual like fine artists and whatnot. It was just it was just dope to be a part of. And a lot of people that's kind of in that southern New Jersey scene was going back to Philly and also even New York as well. Mm. That's so interesting, actually, because I have a coworker who's just like that. 
He's yeah. from Jersey, but spent so much time in Philly. Like diehard Eagles fan, mm-hmm. but he'll always say he's from New Jersey. Yeah, I that doesn't get talked about enough. I I didn't realize like Jersey and Philly were so connected like that. Yeah, it's like it's it's close. Like I wouldn't even say like it's definitely like two different places. Like even like you know like a major city in South Jersey would be like Camden. Camden sits right across from Philly. Mm-hmm. Two different places essentially, um, and also like you know Philly is very prideful about where they're from. Jersey is very like Jersey as a state has a chip on it on its shoulder. Oh, yeah. um, Philly is like a I, I will say Philly is like a state. The way people just rep, like it's like, nah, I'm not from like I'm from Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's a difference, you know. And then when you get to Jersey, a lot of people, oh, I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. But Jersey is interesting because you have South Jersey, which kind of, yeah. which gravitates even slang and things like that, connected mm-hmm. to Philly. And then when you go up to uh, you go up to like North Jersey, they have their own thing as well, but it's closer to New York, so the accent kind of changes a bit. Yeah. And this state is only, but you can drive up and down this thing in like two and a half hours if that. And the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore. Like, I wouldn't even say, I, I, I think it's like an hour and a half to, to New York, to be honest. Yeah. From, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and even in that, like, that complex, though, like, right, you got all these people packed into like two hours of a state. Like, do you ever feel like you had to claim one, like Jersey or Philly? In a sense, like, I, I feel mm. like. It's interesting because even out here, like, I know some people that, like, somebody I grew up with is out here from Jersey. But then somebody that, a lot of people that know me, like, from the scene back in Philly, is that's like, oh, he's with us. He's from Philly. He's from Philly. <laughs> and it's like, it's like so weird back and forth. And it was like that even in high school. Like, I mean, I was in Philly so much. Like, I'm playing in all these different leagues. I'm out here, like, clicking off, like, with different people, mm-hmm. you know, just vibing. So it was like, it's just very interesting. Mm. And it's not like a, a, I feel like a Portland, Vancouver type of situation. Oh, not at all. Not no. at all. Not, not at, at all. all. And it's like, but it's, it's, it's just so much of us were just out there, like literally integrated into kind of the creative scene as a whole. Mm. Like you got some shakers. Yeah, you, you have like the shakers and movers in Philly for sure. Like, like straight up, like got the blueprint. And then you also have some very talented people out of South Jersey who has contributed mm. to that scene as well. Mm. Interesting. I have two rapid-fire questions that are hilarious. Yeah. One's off-topic, but one's on-topic. <laughs> I'll go with the off-topic, on-topic one. In the old, the whole Drake versus Meek Mill beef, who did you claim? Did Philly really claim Meek during that time? I would say, I would say, I would say yeah, to an extent. Because um, Drake, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Drake had, Drake had, Drake had the game in the chokehold. Like, he still still definitely does. But, I mean, like, most of us grew up listening, to, at least for me, a lot of people, we grew up on listening to Meek. Like, I didn't really listen to mainstream music like that. Mm. Like, I was listening to a lot of battle rap, things like that. Um Just where, big out there. Yeah, which Just is so huge. so big out there. <laughs> you yeah, know? The underground like, rap scene is huge. Yeah, you watch, you watch Meek, like, battling, like, other Philadelphia rappers. Like, you downloading... Things off of LimeWire and whatnot. <sighs> allegedly. <day>. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yo, Frostwire. Frostwire. You know, <laughs> What's he talking about? Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. Don't click that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's and, and it was kind of cool to like see, you know, see folks like that like like really make mm-hmm. it. So from just a, a a geographical standpoint, I was riding for Meek at least, you know. All right. So you know the whole dreams and nightmare at the club. You know they, when people sing it, they they don't understand it. They don't get it. Oh man, 
Everybody know, but but best believe it bring people together. People yeah, pumping chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be pumping their chest out, singing the hell out of that joint. <laughs> so my second question to uh, about just about on this topic that's more on yeah. topic is I my brother he actually went to Temple University. Oh, he's right in the heart of North. Yeah, and I have to ask you this question. <laughs> he's my my little big brother, and like <laughs> he is I. Taller than him and bigger than him. He is. That's actually a fact. If he gets <laughs> mad at it, it's factual. <laughs> so you gonna pull up on you though? You're gonna be like he always does. Oh, all right. But, all right. Yeah. But <laughs> my question is: him and my older cousin, they went to like um they they were they were he was visiting him, right? And I kind of want to ask about the level of like you were talking about like hooping because they tell this story so many times like they were at Temple because here like you could talk shit at Alberta you know shit like this and like Peninsula Park and they were hooping at one of the places like on the streets right and my cousin who talks they know him he's a talker and like he started talking this one dude just flashed a gun (laughs) and said and he's like look here he's like was it a foul he's like nah it's not a foul and they kept playing I just want to ask in Philly when it comes to hooping is it to that level is it that serious? I mean, there, there are things that go on at these courts. <laughs> um, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, even from even from just like, you know, like neighborhood games, like leagues and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you talk in a certain way, you know, anybody can say anything. Mm-hmm. Results may vary. Shout out to my big homie Terrence. That's his, that's his line, but that's real talk. Like, I mean, it's like that. You 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 talk you talking talking wild. I mean, because a lot of a lot of a lot of times people take certain things personally. You know, yep. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, but this yeah, it get a little too extreme for some cases. That's why I kind of stay out the way. Even like shoot, look at LA Fitness pickup games. Folks, we about to go go to the whip and like they got the yapper on them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's true. I just like don't. It happens in Portland. The only reason I bring that up is because like when I hear you know mm-hmm. people talk about like Cos is well traveled. AJ's well traveled, so they get it. Like a lot yeah. of Portland people here have never like left. Always yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll go to like Alberta or the numbers or whatever, and like that's the hood. Nah, I've seen real actually in Philly when we visited my brother and me like that. Like people living out of like a slanted house with the support beam at a slant, like like regular, like oh Cheerios, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I'm just like nigga, the house is on a slant. I mean, black people, the house is on a slant. Yo, I'm I'm t- like I'm telling you, just like in general, like folks, you know, even when you hooping, like I can give instances like hooping, you playing ball, and this is me like pulling up on my cousin and my uncle's coaching and whatnot, and everybody's like, like oh Jersey's here. I'm like, dad. I'm like, shoot, my family been in Philly longer than some of y'all people been, or whatever. But um, like, um, nah, like you is really like the trash talk that be going on in the game. But also, you might want to like peer into the the crowd and make sure mm. you know somebody big homie not there. Like you know, you saying you oh. saying some stuff you know that can that can get you jammed up. But you know, that's that's something that's just playing. That's like playing in some of these like intent like. Intense environments like you go to New York, you go to these courts like Dykeman and you know, and and witness like these games. I mean, you write smack dab in the element, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and also at the same time, hey, nobody gonna take any type of disrespect. So you know, I I I haven't I don't really talk that much anyway playing ball. Like I I really just you know 
run up and down the court and shake hands and stuff like that. Respect. Mm. Respect. Allegedly. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like Do you feel like hooping? So, like, we always, like, I work with with kids and always tell students about opportunity when it comes to sports in general and just, like, the impact of what sports can do. How do you feel like it impacted you Mm. growing up, like, physically, mentally, emotionally, like, personality-wise? I think um, just just sports in general. Not that I think. I got to get away from I think. I've been, like, very – want to be very – how do you say? Just, like, straightforward with my words. Mm. Um, That's been really big for me. Um, To have that type of intention, speak with with Mm -hmm. intention. Instead of saying, like, I think, I know, or being confident what I'm going to say. It's passive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been really, like, important to me. Um, That's a clip. But, um, yeah, uh, I would say, for me, um, sports was just, like, I mean, it was like an outlet. Like, my dad was a hooper. My family, like, you know, family that was around me, everybody, like, you know, hooped and whatnot. Like, my dad is an only child, but grew up with, like, just imagine all my uncles, all his homies. Like, they yeah. are actually, like, my, like, emergency contacts in school. We're not, like, blood-related, but, like, literally grown up with my with my pop. And they always, you know, used to hoop around. They got hoop stories, like, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like, from folks, like, that you've seen, like, Pooh Richardson, um, went pro, you know, played for the Lakers, like folks like that they used to they used to bring around. Um, but for me, I think interesting enough, I played football, basketball. I ran track one year when I was like in second grade and I was just like, ah, that's it. <laughs> you know, that was cool or whatever. Football was really was really like was like my thing. And I actually ended up getting this before all the CTE stuff happened. I had a concussion that happened in basketball. Mm. Right? My dad was like, he still talks about it to this day. Like, man, I was so forward thinking, and I knew how things were. But that's how he kind of was. I got low bridge at this basketball camp, fell back, mm. hit my head. And then I went and played, like, this is, like, eighth grade. So people are, like, getting scouted to go to, like, high schools and things like that. And I um, ended up, like, in preseason, I hit the last person I hit, ironically enough, ended up in the NFL. My homies. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Right, he, he, he was he wasn't that big back then. Then he got big. <laughs> um, okay. But uh, um, yeah, um, ended up having another concussion. Went to go play in the fall league for basketball. Got clipped mm. and ended up my head hit somebody's knee. I had three concussions oh. in like four months. Damn. So it was like no more football. When you go to like high school, you just want like play ball. And I was like, all right, cool. So I was hooping. Um, at a went to a uh, Catholic school in Jersey, came to Catholic, and my second year, well, a Panamanian won a long jump, right in 2008. Mm. Um, Irvin Saladino. So I'm watching the Olympics. I'm like, oh, mm. I think I think I got some springs on me. I can I can I might be able to get out there. And um, so I decided to run track. And yeah, I'm gonna tell you this: any person like high school coaches gonna sell anybody something, mm-hmm. especially football coaches. No shade, but y'all be selling kids' dreams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Do you be selling kids' dreams? Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Uh, you, cannot, you cannot confirm nor deny. Nope. Sure can't. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I, coach I don't be like, sell nothing. Man, I can Truth see you going to uh, to to Texas A&M University. And I'm like, have y'all seen the boys in, like, Texas and in California and in Florida? Like, 
Louisiana, I'm naming like schools down south. It's like, okay. Like people don't realize how hard it is to get to that level. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I ended up like running track and my coach <laughs> talking about selling dreams, which was kind of like, I mean, I didn't really know much. So I just went with it. I ended up uh, triple jumping. And after I did it, he was like, yo, you had like seven more feet on there. You can be a state champion. I'm like, where? I can go to school for jumping in sand? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. But seven feet when I you were, when you were, when you were, when you were a kid and you don't really know much, you're like, oh, that's that ain't nothing. Like you, you can mark that out with your feet. Yeah. Man, was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I eventually like it was cool. Like I, I mean, I was still hooping, but really track was my focus. Um, ended up just you know, ended up uh, going to going to college for it. You know. Um, and that journey was even crazy, but yeah. <laughs> so it, it it's definitely like rooted in me, yeah, I would yeah. say. <laughs> uh, you know, before we get to like you know HBCU, because I definitely want to talk oh, to you about man. that, and you know dead stock and things like that. I know mm. Prof or you know AJ will will ask you about that. Yeah. But uh, I just gotta just say this one thing, you know. Um, I know we're going to be talking about, you know, some of your accolades. And I just want to remind you that, you know, you're a civilian now. <laughs> and as a civilian, and because I have some college athlete friends, you know, and um, I, Jordan and Josh, you know, those guys. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to say that, you know, now we're on the same level. I can, I think I can beat you in a race. This dude think he can beat Damn, everybody in a race. I, 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 I actually, I actually I don't on the pod. me in a race. Cost. Wow. <laughs> I'll bet my house on that. Okay. I, just like I challenged Jordan, sprite the hell out of him. Obviously, obviously, I'm not ignorant, but I'm smart. Mm. I want to, on the show, just say, on the record, I think I can beat you in a race because you're retired and I'm hungry. There's a difference. And I want to see. Before we, before we go. Huh? He was waking up at 5 a.m. to work out. They stop. I wake up at Look 5 a.m. Look at legs. Look at my legs. I'm going to tell you this. I ain't really saying much because I was a triple jumper. I was a designated triple jumper. Exactly. He be jumping like I tell Josh. Josh right. don't want this smoke. But listen, but listen, you put money on the line. No. Huh? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is the love of the game. <laughs> Trust me, you put some money on it. They're gonna, right. they're, I'll, I'll count that start in my head. You seen that episode of Fresh Prince with Jeffrey hopping that cap to get to the finish line? You're going to see me kidding. Hey, hey, you want to do 30? We can do 30 meters. I'll take that 10 grand hey. you offered earlier and I'll parlay <laughs> <laughs> 30 meters is short. Huh? It's short. I know. I, I almost beat Jordan at the same trick. See, hey. see here's, the, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what, and this is something that I tell folks, like 30, 40, 40 meters, right? So for me, it, it sounds crazy because it's a short race. I got mm-hmm. long legs and whatnot. Because I'm not as fast, I reach peak speed quicker. Mm-hmm. Folks, are, folks are still, if you, if you watch like sprinters, they're coming out of their dry. There's some they're pumping out of their dry phase. I might be already upright, for real, for real. They still waiting to get to their peak speed. Jumpers and sprinters are. It's two different things. It's two different. I things. wanted to know some and some. Hey, don't get some sprinters are great jumpers. Whew, mm-hmm. Lord. I wanted to know no one's broken it down like that, and I have to recalibrate some things. But <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I challenge you. Oh, One man. of these days, I want to race you. I have like three conditions. You already have three conditions. I do oh, have three conditions. Oh, wait. Oh, I got wait, come on. Okay. okay. Jordan and him have have records and accolades that I have it. I'm just, hey, I'm just hungry. I wake up every day and work out too, and I be running. 
I'm, treadmill hits, I be doing it. I'm, I love it. I, I, I just want to say, you know, just want to throw that out there. And just second, having a segue into literally, and that challenge was a real challenge. But segue is you hold Delaware states. There we go. Mm-hmm. Triple jump. Hi. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. Triple jump yeah. record. Thank you. Well, I don't know why. Did you jump? Um, that was, it was like 49 high, I think. That wasn't my PR, like, afterwards. But, like, yeah, that was, it was hell for, like, I think, like, 25 or 30 years or something like that. Um, it's crazy. That's what my friend and, was jumping. Yeah, it was, it was, what's crazy is that was, it was actually on my off leg. So, I can jump probably about, like, I can jump 50 feet on both, like, I can go left, left, right, and right, right, left. Mm-hmm. So, when I got, I got injured, <laughs> I got injured before, and I had to just, like, when you come down on your first phase, you're actually coming down on um, 10 times your body weight. So a lot of triple jumpers actually have uh, dense, um, dense like exoskeleton in terms of their, um, their like shins and things like that. It's conditioned. Yeah, just because it's like, it's like you, you, you do jujitsu, right? So you know yeah. about like even people that do like Muay Thai. Muay Thai, they condition their shins. They, they roll their shins, shins a certain way. Mm-hmm. Human body is very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Undergrads I'm in sports a, science. Oh, okay. It's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, absolutely. Hey. I got some science too. It's called Rob <laughs> Science. I'll find a way to win. But yeah, you nah. Said I'll find a way to win. <laughs> I'll find a way to win. You know, you know what's crazy about that though? I ended up breaking the record, and I actually transferred the next like year. Hmm. Um. Yeah, like the, the I actually had like a stained glass on like the student center at Delaware Talk your State. shit. Talk your shit. It was it was cool. It was cool. It was not, like Man. nothing major. But I remember coming back and like having like my my next school like all the gear on and taking a picture in front of it. Damn, it was it was pretty funny. And then like when people when people be like, "Yo, who is this person?" My roommate was like one of my best friends. Shout out to Brian. Um, he was like, "Man, this joke left. He left. He ain't here no more." It was it was it was sad. It was a sad departure. Mm. Shout out to HBCUs. I, I love like the only reason I transferred because of sports. Oh wow. Mm. Now, now it's now it's cool to uh, invest in HBCUs, you know. Yeah, the number companies. one basketball crew went to an HBCU, right? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. high school basketball. Yeah, which is which is amazing. I mean, to be honest, like there's so much talent that that goes like goes in HBCUs. But when you think about even like facilities, the money that's going yeah. in on teams and things like that, like when you have actual investments and stuff, like where like folks can develop, even like. You know, you have people that come into certain programs that end up being, you know, they might have been walk-ons that end up being all Americans on a Division mm-hmm. One level. Mm-hmm. And like the most interesting, I guess for me, and I'm just like reflecting just hearing all this, where it's kind of like I had an opportunity to go to the you know, HBCU. Um, it was Morehouse, and it was going to be a uh, one four five for tennis, and then a one four five for education. And then when I got there, the tennis coach was going to work me out, and then they were going to bump it to a half ride, and then yep. the other fourth was going to be. Uh, for academics, but just like true black people, he didn't get back to me. And I was like, you was like, diversity. Ha, full ride? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I ended up in Eugene, folks. Man. My life would have been probably different if I went to Atlanta. Um, but, I was supposed uh, to go to Grambling. I see? was supposed to Grambling State. That's where I was supposed to go. My cousin backed out, and I, so I didn't know nobody, and so I said, I ain't going. My cousin backed out. And so mm. I was like, but I should have been at Grambling. Running, running track at Gremlin. I ran track in college as well. So yeah. Oh, dope. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. 
I help you beat him. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be training. Oh, oh I'm not. Oh, I, I'm training. It's two times as worse the training. But I, I think the cool thing that um, I just want to like stay on the, the HBC route too yeah. as well was what Cos brought up and what you guys brought up is like for me here as being like an Oregon kid, even though my mom made sure me and my siblings travel and things like that. I went to Jefferson High School. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with yep. that. Like, you know, the black school where, like, I got enough of being around of. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. You know, I was y'all valedictorian. Give me more respect. Seriously, <laughs> that just gets. What's some respect on his name? Let's, hey, yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, what you mean? Like, he can't yeah. believe it. He said, really? Yeah, yeah I got. I, I what GPA you have to get a valedictorian? Huh? What GPA did you have to hit? I think I got 4.01. That's right. I took some college classes too, but you know, yeah. You delivered that's the right. speech. Right. Of course, I yeah. Was Man, that's yeah. amazing. I couldn't do no tie. I had to. I had to not figure. a boy. I gotta actually. I actually gotta find the video. It's on like a DVD. I quoted Obama, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." When you look more like Corey in the house. Cause <laughs> <laughs> he, he was waiting to get that one off. Cause yeah. you're you're like one for four. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Now, I I agree, but I gave you that material. Recycling is not welcome here. Uh, and we take it back. Did you just expose his, his comedic genius? Yes. To mm. your comedic genius? Whatever, of course. Uh, so Selfish. Very. <laughs> so when it comes to like uh, HBCUs, like for me, I was just saying like, I got enough being around my people and I'd be like, all right, this is like the example. So like my mindset was like, all right, let me go for the best deal and things like that. I would guess, and this is not just to you, so you don't feel like we're obviously, you know, bring oh, your sure. knowledge, but like for everyone, where it's kind of like, I know like, Oregon doesn't have that, right? Yeah. And like, I guess from like people of color, kids of color, ah, please don't, the PC term, whatever people, I'm just trying to catch, ah, sorry, ah, that actually, I'm going on a tangent because, yeah, all that bullshit, someone like DM, don't say that, remember, and I'm like, oh, kill me. But anywho, I get it. But I guess just wanted to ask all of you guys, what do you think would be the benefits of like um, black and brown children really go into like HBCUs. What do you guys, what do you guys see with that? Cause I see nutrients, but like what, like you've been there, black college tours down there. Like what are you, what are the aspects that, that people don't understand that HBCU brings? Mm -hmm. Like cost, you're talking about like the um, number one athlete, you know, going for like NBA. Uh, I said basketball. I think it's actually yeah. football. Football. Went to Deion Sanders. Yeah, 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 but like, like, or not Mississippi State. Jackson, uh, Jackson, State. Jackson, Jackson State. Jackson State. Like that's yeah. important. Yeah. Where like it's not like segregation. I feel like when people say HBCUs, <laughs> it's like it's like oh you know white versus black. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, so I heard I heard two different perspectives on it. Mm. Like one is like more culturally aware, like of what you're in and the surroundings that you get. Right, you're around more people that look like you. You're around teachers and stuff that look like you. You feel more comfortable in a space like that. But then I heard it from the flip side of that, too. Um, being in a setting like that, um, finding help is easy. But mm -hmm. it was like finding help is easy. But um, it was like asking. It's like finding help was easy. But like um, being able to be like the one of only becomes a lot it's like not there anymore right so like when you go to a pwi or predominantly white institution you're one of 200 right and so being able to get the help and the scholarships and these other opportunities come real easy because you're one of right going to a predominantly black institution where there's everyone looks like you it, those scholarships now you really have to fight for you know what i'm saying and so now you have to really make your way on earning that scholarship instead of just being able to get it. 
So yeah. I've, so I've kind of heard both perspectives on it. Um, preferably growing up in Oregon, I would have preferred I went to a, a, a school of color just just to get more culturally aware of like my own self. Because um, going to the PWIs and going to pre- predominantly like white schools, like you lose out on a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of history is not taught and told and like learned. So then when it comes time to like actually knowing some stuff, you feel like you behind. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't even know this person did that. Oh, I didn't even know this because it's not taught in those schools. You, you don't. Like I went to, like I had lived in Texas for, for high school for a year. I lived in Houston. I learned more about black history. Houston. Me too. I learned more about black history in the one year I was there Mm -hmm. than I did in my whole time being in Oregon. So it was like down there they celebrate Juneteenth. They've been celebrating Juneteenth in in Texas, real for real. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's it's one of those things where it's like for me, like understanding culturally, like you know, I think it's a it's a, a yeah, it's a big cultural piece. So yeah. I would definitely say, um, you know, we have this thing, HBCU, that education is richer, which it is in a sense. Um, you have, as you mentioned, you have, like, teachers, um, your contemporaries, of course, classmates, say, are, um, they look like you, right? Mm-hmm. You're building building things. But also at the same time, I feel like there's this stigma and what, what kind of, like, frustrated me, especially first going to Delaware State, was people that – didn't go to HBCU that were, you know, people, some people, black folks, I went to high school like that. I'm not sure if I could go to school with all these black people. Like, and it's crazy, like, for somebody to say that, that looks like you, right? It's like, what type of self-hating, like, bullshit you want? Uncle Ruckus. And, and, people, and people don't realize we are diverse within ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was at Delaware State, yeah, I was exposed to, like, people from D.C., um, people who were... Um, from all all around, like you can name Atlanta, you know, Florida, mm. you got people from New York, like you you in there, like even our parties, you would go to like a gym party, DJs literally going from state, city, and just like covering you. So you you listen to different sounds. Like my first time really like getting put on a go-go, like I love DC is one of my favorite cities. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, the black culture that's there, but also um getting put on to their you know, their own slang lingo and things like that where I wasn't accustomed. I was like, yo, who is Mo? People was like, you know, people in DC, they got like they like kill Mo. It's these different words or you sicing. And then like, you know, people in you know, like, oh, you drawing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we have these different drawing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's these, yeah, yeah. these different words that we have. And that's just like that, like as a general, like what we may call like a young boy, you go to the South, somebody's like, oh, he a jit. But like that's really that's really how dope black culture is mm-hmm. as a whole. We are so diverse within ourselves mm-hmm. and within our regions. Even when we get together, we get put on different music, different slang, and stuff like that. And it's just like wow. So going to a HBCU, you know, yeah, you're going to be around a lot of folks that look like you, right? But even down to the way we talk, the way we dress, man. You know what I'm saying? You have folks like. Hey, you know somebody was in New York by the way they dress. You knew why somebody was from D.C. by the way they dress. You know, they got phones, yeah, yeah, yeah. ski masks, Helly Hansen, like stuff like that. This is back <laughs> in like 2000. I was there, what, 2011? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you have these different styles and things like that where that you're exposed to. Mm. Um, and that's what's so beautiful about it, man. Like, I love I loved Delaware State. 
Mm. You know, Delaware State holds a special place in my heart. The only reason I transferred was because of um, my athletic situation. Um, I would have stayed there. Like, really, like, I tell people, looking dead in the camera, what's up there? Go to HBCU. Enjoy yourself. Trust me. And this just goes for people in general. Like, everyone should experience that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't want to leave my our guy over there on the island. Hey, guys, I'm white. <laughs> 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 would you or or when it comes to you know did you see you know people of you know costas caucasians white people yeah hell yeah i seen white people there's like you know like just because you got an hbcu there's you know folks that at teammates you got you know even study hall like i was in study mm -hmm. hall bro i was at delaware state we had an equestrian team hell yeah like you know what i'm saying That's like awesome. Yeah. You know, like, like there's different, there's not to say like race and associate like sports, yeah. sports and things like that. But yeah. for me as an athlete, we'd be in study hall and it's like, oh snap, like there are white people that go to the school, even like mm -hmm. some may not live on the campus or things like mm -hmm. that, but they're definitely in your classrooms okay. and whatnot. And it's like really dope. Now, I'm curious from that perspective, did you ever go up to them, ask them or ever get in a conversation with them? Like, oh, you know. What brings you to an HBCU? Was it mainly athletics? Did nah, they get a scholarship yeah. in a way or another and they took an opportunity? Or were they like, yeah, I want to learn more about like black culture. I want to be around this or more. Maybe, you know. To be honest, nah. Like we had a, mm -hmm. like just as a state school, just in general, you have these different scholarships and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've gotten every college experience. I went from mm -hmm. HBCU to yeah. a private institution in New York City mm -hmm. to get my master's at a PWI. Mm -hmm. You know, so I kind of got like, each different level. So I got to see everything, right? Mm -hmm. But when I was at Delaware State, it was just like, oh, you here. Mm. It wasn't like, you know, no thing or anything like that. It was just like, okay, you here operating, you here shaking and moving and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like, I don't think just like the image of it and like what you see on movies and things like yeah. that. Like, yeah, there are white people. Are there a lot? Not that many, but there are people around, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah. I see, and I, I, not to, like, cut you off or nothing, but I think that is the difference between cultural, culturally, right? Like, mm -hmm. black folks ain't worried about what other people are really doing. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> white folks, especially, like, PWI, they're like, you actually came here? Like, why did you, are you, oh, uh -huh. you just must be an athlete, or you, and it's like, no, I can't just be a student. Like, I can't just be going to school here. Like, I feel like, and that's, I think, culturally where the difference is, where um, at, HBCUs is like, hey, what's up? You coming to the party? Uh, no, all right, cool. Like, and just keep it pushing. Like, I, I don't know. That's just for me. That's how I feel sometimes. I feel that. I feel that. You you usually aren't just like worried about the we. You know, like we just mind our own business. We 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 trying to exist and and take up our space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know when you in your own element, I should say like at a HBCU, not only are you and just college in general you're really learning about yourself. Like, that's really where you're finding yourself at. You know, the age, when you think about the age, your passions, things like that, you're really navigating, finding yourself, and also taking in a college experience, you know? Yep. So I felt like just at HBCU, you know, us being black, like, that enhances that, like, that feeling. I went to college with some incredible, you know, even when I went to LIU in Brooklyn, like, uh, you know, I've been just blessed and fortunate enough. Like, my most memorable years were at Delaware State. Yeah. Mm. Straight up. Hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. No, because, like, I actually appreciate this conversation because there's, like, the 
polarizing where I was kind of like, yeah, like you you went to an HBCU like from like the different like cultural lenses, and I appreciate Costa just even stepping up and asking that because mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've been in as someone who didn't attend HBCU but like did a black house or two all of them, being like, oh, I can see this, but like the difference of like, oh yeah, you went there or like, why am I here? Like that's that's I'm actually I appreciate how dope this actually like formulated. And I really like when things don't go according to like how I plan things. I'm like, wow. I'm like, all right. I didn't see it in that, you know, obviously in that way. Um, But also I kind of want to, you know, also pay homage to, you know, what you're doing currently too as well. And before, you know, we get to the more ratchet hour, um, (laughs) because, you know, I've got some shit for you. Uh, I just really want to ask you um, when it comes to, you have a run club here. Yes. And, you know, Dead stock, you run. Is it a Tuesday, Wednesday? You know, can I join? Are there, you know, single people there? You know, <laughs> you know what's going on? Hey, all of that. I mean, you know, out there every Tuesday, every Tuesday at 7. Um, shout out to Ian Williams, the owner of Dead Stock Coffee um, and Concourse Coffee. Um, an amazing person, friend of mine. How I even, I feel like my getting my feet wet in Portland was through Dead Stock. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was my first place I went to when I um, when I got here. Like I just went to go what I thought oh sneaker themed coffee shop. Let me come in here and like steal some Wi Fi for like a couple hours and do some work, right? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I was like, that's smart. <laughs> you know, you gotta like I ain't got nothing set up in the crib. Like I'm fresh, fresh off, fresh off the flight. Like literally, I flew. I moved out here Halloween in 2018. Wow. For oh, work? Wow. For Because of work? Because well, of work. Yeah. I was managing um, the West Region for an Italian brand called Diodora. Um, oh, Diodora. Where, yep. Shout out Diodora. Beautiful stuff. Classic <laughs> soccer stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, Diodora. That was the heyday. Mm, I can know everything. I this guy <laughs> over here. Hey, that was that was a big time. We, like, everyone remembers is definitely for soccer, tennis. Oh, soccer, know. tennis. Hell yeah. Yeah. We had, you know, I was doing run, run specialty. I had a bit of tennis. Also some mm-hmm. lifestyle stuff as well. But yeah, that's what like brought me out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I went to I went to go to Deadstock next day to bang out some work. And what I thought I was gonna be there for like an hour or so, hour or two, I ended up being there for like five, six hours. Mm-hmm. I walk in and no lie, this is like the three wise men story. Like I'm <laughs> here we go. And I'm not that religious, like not like a religious person. But Let's I go. do I do I do appreciate history and things like that. So that's where my references come from. Um <laughs> But um no, nah, I walk in and I'm like looking at like Ian's a big fan of um Val Iverson. Like that's his favorite player. Mm. I mean he had questions, AI stuff around the store, like you know, I'm like, who the hell is a, a Sixers fan in here? And he turns around, he's like, he tells me his mom's from Philly and whatnot. And then as I'm talking, um, you know, people can pick up on my accent as well. Mm-hmm. And there's two other people. Um, my homie Terrence, uh, Terrence Watson was there. And he's, um, uh, he's from New York. So immediately he starts talking. And I'm like, oh, snap, we got somebody from New York here. Then I hear the homie Isai talking. He's from D.C., so I'm, like, hearing, like, you know, you just pick up on people's accents. Like, it's mm-hmm. like being back home. East Coast was like, oh, you from somewhere. Yeah. You know? Um, and, yeah, Ian introduced me to every single person that walked through the door that day. Mm. Like, like, hey, Amir just moved here. Meet this person. That was honestly 
one of the most memorable things. I still uh, thank him to this day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, you know, it was just his birthday. I just was like, bro, thank you for just everything. Because you really, you know, me coming to a place, I didn't know a single soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You didn't even have to do that. And then when you come from, like, other cities, especially, like, you know, bigger cities and whatnot, things can, you're just, like, especially growing up, you're just wary of, like, genuine kindness. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, fucked mm. up when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm a decent human being. Mm-hmm. You know, when I do things, I don't want anything in return. It's just, you know, it's a dope, like, the kindness good thing to do, heart. kind thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what you do. That's how you, that's how you were raised. And for me, it's like, damn, like, you think, like, damn, like, this person introduced me, like, in the back of your mind, like, is there something this person wants and things like that? And that's when you realize, it's just like, damn, you have this, like, kind of, like, embedded trauma, in a sense, like, where you're just, like, in the back of your mind, like, you don't want to get used or, like, being, like, very, you know, very, I don't know, cut off from, from that, you know? Um, you know, a lot of places it could be crabs in a bucket, you know, <laughs> if you ain't, if you ain't like when Meek said there's levels to this shit, like mm-hmm. there really is. If you ain't somebody that's like doing something like you should see people like, oh man, you, yeah, Nike's campus now you're doing this. Oh, you just, it's this project for Under Armour. You like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm still the same me. You feel me? I feel you so much because <laughs> this is my one this is my gripe with just like not just Portland, or maybe it's just Portland. <laughs> I was just literally gonna say it's it's like a Portland thing. It's kind, it's kind of, it's kind of genuinity. It's just, it's just that where it's kind of like that phony. It's that it's like that phoniness, but it's kind of like I genuinely like I was his. You know, I can say this now. I was like his graduate peer mentor when I was in master's yeah, master's my, school, and like I watched this kid from like week one to week seven and like each week I'm like, Oh, he's pretty interesting and cool. And then around like week five, week six, week seven, I'm just like, this kid's actually like really dope. And like what I had my vision for, I was like, where I'm going, he definitely has to be there, but I know he doesn't know how dope he is. Mm-hmm. And like, cause I got to see his assignments and things like that. And like, it was just like, I genuinely met him. Genuinely meeting AJ too as well, where it's kind of like you just don't like people here. He gives me like, I do this, I do this. I just get so well off just his passion. But once someone says Nike, Under Armour, or I know Damian Lillard, people act like they're holier than thou. I was like, you are a bum, and it's just the attention, and it bothers me where I feel like. The the story that just it's just like I just don't hear that genuineness because everyone just has a means to an end. What's like if I need something from you, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, Amir, how's the grim?" I'm like, "No, I need this." So I get a yes or that no, and that just bothers the shit out of me that it's yeah. just here. But go, go ahead. what I was gonna say with the whole Nike Adidas Damon Lillard thing is because I to defend those people a little bit, just a little bit. Every day they're getting asked, hey, can I get a pass to the store? Hey, do you have a job for me uh, here? Hey, can I meet Dame? Hey, the, like, because Portland's a small city. Oh, yeah. If you're working for Nike or Adidas, that's where you want to work if you live in Portland, if you grew up in Portland. So if you know someone there, you want to help. And if you work there, you're going to be asked to help people out a lot. So I'll defend them a little bit in that regard. <laughs> but I totally understand. And that's why those people are very jaded in that way. But, like, even – even I, I'll say this, like, because my mentors, like, I have some pretty 
pretty big name, like dope mentors, right? That's done mm-hmm. some incredible work, you know. Um, shout out to Joe Branch, Dr. Mark Williams. I literally mm-hmm. just did did dinner. I was at like Morton Steakhouse. I'm not gonna say who it was with, but mm-hmm. like there was there was you know somebody there of, of he's done incredible things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting across from, but like you realize, like people people are people. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, you know what I'm saying? They bleed the same, bleed the same blood. Like half time, we don't want to talk about work. Like this right here, me coming, me coming here and just mm-hmm. like vibing with y'all is cool. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I feel like so many, so many times it's like you get attached to, you get attached to. Oh, my name is Amir, and this is what I do. We've had so many conversations, brother, and I ain't never asked what you do. You ain't never asked me what I do, <laughs> which is which is the best thing ever. I want to know, hey, where are you from? Who are you as a person? Mm-hmm. I can give a damn about what you do. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that really, that's, that's dope and all. Like, that's great. You, you've done some amazing work. But who are you as a person? Because there's a lot of people that do great work too, but are also assholes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. I really yeah. don't yeah. really yeah. want to yeah. fuck with like that. You that's know real. what I mean? But that's like, yeah, just to like kind of even like bring it, bring it back to, to Deadstock. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that was like, there's folks in there that I gen, like, just genuine niceness. And from for for you to experience that, and to, and to have that, it makes you want to come back. It makes you want to get involved and in, and help out in in ways that like, hey, is there anything I can do for the shop? You mm. know, are there people that you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. how can you pay? Like, when somebody pays something like that to you, like, you got to pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a that's a blessing because that's how I met my friends, and those three people were like, in my eyes, I mean, they're legends to me. They're people that you that you. Like need to like that you need to know, yeah. and they really put me on a lot of game, and that's like you know that really got was what spawned me being like around that stock and just like mm. around the team. But in terms of like the run club, man, we Ian had a um, run club. He was he was looking to like get situated um, a couple years ago. Then um, we had a he actually pe- tapped me to do uh, what was it? We were going to do hood to coast. To the team, and we were like, <laughs> y'all, oh, bull. Oh, nah, it was he. Hey, listen, listen, he tapped me. He said, Yo, man, you're running Hood to Coast. I walked to the shop. I said, I'm running what? <laughs> I knew what Hood to Coast was, but hey, listen, everything when I was a triple jumper and everything on the East Coast is flat. Hills and stuff out here, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what's in your coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, he, said, he said that real nonchalant. I'm at, like, who with? And he, like, Points around like to back. I'm like the breezes. I said, "Oh, we got we got to start training, y'all. We all we all got to start training." So we was literally like, "This is 2020, the beginning of 2020. We out in like Chinatown. It could be eight at night. Just like, yo, we got to get miles in. You know what I'm saying? Get a couple yeah. miles, bro. I'm leaving first Thursday after chugging a beer and like, yo, <laughs> throwing out like, oh man, they're like, you still going to run? I'm like. You're damn right. I'm like, yo, we are run 10 miles up this hill. Okay, Stone I don't care Cold. If these miles ain't, ain't, ain't going to be the most premium or quality, but yeah, I'm at least make right. myself feel better and say I completed it today. <laughs> okay, okay. You know? yeah. But um, yeah, the pandemic hit, shut down, um, and I ended up switching jobs like mm. 2021. I ended up going from Deodora working for uh, a Thesis. And in one of my one on ones, I met Jen Smith, who. Mm. Um, Shout out to Jen. She's like a little sister. Love her to death. And shout out to finishing and completing and killing, absolutely crushing Boston Marathon. Um, she leads. Damn, congrats. Um, congrats. Yeah. That's yeah. Big. Congrats. Yeah. She, um, she leads our long group. So we have these three different tiers. We want to make it as inclusive as possible. So we got a run, walk group, 
a intermediate group that goes about 2.5, 2.7 miles. We utilize, mm. utilize the bridges to cross. And yeah, then Jen fine. leads um, the long group. And, you know, she really helped just all of us. Like, I'm telling her about it. She's like, oh, I used to do, like, Nike Run Club things in Chicago and stuff like that. And I'm like, Damn. let's pull up and run. And she invited, you know, her friends. I had my core group um, from prior. And then, yeah, we're, we're who, you, who you see now. So myself, Ian, and Jen, like, just been, like, pushing this, pushing this through. How many miles does the long group usually run? Um, they cross Tilikum. That's about four and a half. Um, oh, so okay. Things a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tilikum loop. I've done it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. from the shop. So you, like, go okay. hit that steel bridge. Mm-hmm. The walk, jog group crosses Burnside. Um, my group crosses Morrison or Hawthorne sometimes. And then um, Jen's group um, crosses uh, the Tilikum. Mm. Something okay. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sounds, cool. sounds dope. Mm-hmm. Sounds dope. I'm going to have to join one of these mornings. Mm. I'm going to have to join. Oh, it's at night. That's the thing. Hey, that, That's yeah, what we're going to seven, 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 seven p.m. Okay. You know? I try to make it accessible for folks. You know, people... After they got work, they can chill, cook a little something. You got kids, yeah. suck the kids yeah. in, do what you need to do, you know? Um, oh, you guys want to? I was curious, if you're okay talking about it, What's up? what was what was your reason behind leaving Deodoro for thesis? <laughs> if if you don't want it, that's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, if not, that's totally fine. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, Plead the fifth. That's, that's, a good, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. great, great work with Deodoro, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was more so just, you know, I want to change a little yeah, bit, totally. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was traveling a lot for work, which was one thing. Yeah. Um, but being able to get, like, rooted in the community, like, mm-hmm. have a job, and also, like, experience, like, agency life. I was working with different agencies, like, mm-hmm. you do the brand, you meet people. But, um, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, awesome. He's our resident know-everything. Like, he's, like, grand chat wizard, that guy. Like, you can't say the N-word, but, like, he just knows, like, literally everything. Like, Every guest, he's like, "Oh yeah, I've done that." You know, I'd spent like two months. He just knows so much shit. I just don't Shut like that you mouth know this. Yes, yeah, that's a really good question. I was just like, "Ooh," I was like, "We might have to cut that one out." <laughs> <laughs> even even I, my answer had to be, "I'm like, you know, you some, know. someone's gonna, you know, d- uh, you know, do a little digging, do a little searching on this podcast." Oh, and the team that hey, shout out to the Deodora team. Like I still those big moms, shout I still out. rock with. Like I talk to them, we catch up all the time. Oh yeah, big you shout know? out to Deodora. Really underrated. I love these niche sports brands that you see mainly in Europe, like the Filas, the Deodoras, mm-hmm. the Kappas. You got a pair of those? Well, the Deodoras? Yeah. No, my dad does though. Okay. Yeah, but you asked my dad about Deodora man during communist Romania. <laughs> that was number one. Deodora was number one during communist Romania. Um, you know what? I. You win today. It was, it was Diodora and Adidas. That, that was, was a four-point play. God damn it. Uh, you know, I will go to big concepts. And I just want to say, yeah. just from a person who um, has met you, genuinely got the opportunity to, like, know you, and, like, <laughs> like stupid shook when you're, like, and I was, like, and I formally was, like, oh, I want to have you on my show. He's, like, he's, like. Nigga, bro, like, this is easy for me. Just like, you just gotta say it. And like, watching Dead Stop, you you just doing you. Like, I, we know what it's like to like build like a business. And I just wanna say, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and it's just like how it's transformed from like when Josh was like, oh, you should meet him and seeing where everything was at. And then where is that like right now? I just hope that wherever you're wanting to be in your life, I hope 
all the things and the ventures are really paying dividends because it looks like that and it looks like you're genuinely happy, my man. Oh, man. I, I appreciate that. Like, for real. Um, I'm happy. can get tired a lot of times, you know, long days because it's like, you know, I close my laptop then I open my other laptop. You know, my personal, mm -hmm. like, it's it's a thing. You know, I take a quick minute to walk the dog. Some days are longer than others. But, um, nah, like, I, I really appreciate that. And then, you know, also the community here. Like, I really want to really want to shout out Portland. Like, especially people that are from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are, as much as, you know, this term gets tossed around, like, gatekeepers and whatnot. You know, you go to certain <laughs> cities and stuff. You don't get, like, genuine love. And also as, like, a, a transplant myself, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, I don't want to speak for other, other transplants, but just in general, sometimes you hear, and I'm sure you hear, oh, what's in Portland? Or I'm going to come to Portland and take over Portland. Hey, don't come with that. Like, like, like bro, like, like, don't, like, don't, don't come. Like when, people, like, like, when people say certain things, I just be looking at them like, yo, do you know how, like, like the next, the next, like, great designer or whoever they want to be is in Northeast right now chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people that are from here are so talented. That a lot of times, like if you're not if you're not outside, like that's the thing. Like yo, when you when you move somewhere, make sure you outside. Make sure you in the community. Make sure you're not just taking. Make sure mm. you're giving back. Like mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, all that stuff can be stripped away. Your hood pass or whatever pass you got can get taken. Mm -hmm. Easy. Mm -hmm. That's real. <sighs> that is real. Love that. Hey, I'm still gonna hate on Trailblazers. I'm not gonna lie. You'll never what, win a championship. Actually, here, what team do you support? Oh, uh, you already know. Um, Sixers, the, the future uh, 2022 world champion um, NBA Seventy uh, Sixers. Yeah, he's gonna get See, a okay, stomachache. He ache. supports his hometown. He's gonna get a stomachache. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy hates his own but the, hometown. But the Sixers are actually kind of good. Y'all really That's trust James they Harden they that lawn chair? Forever. You know what you do with a lawn chair after a summer a summer camp? You fold it. He's going to fold, and you know it. No, I'm a real fan. Like, I'm not one of them fake fans that Thank talk you. shit about their team. What are you talking about? I'm a KD I, fan. I could. Oh, you, no. you, you, oh, you one of them. Oh, I'm a fan. I hear exactly. you. I don't know. I'm a That's how people, that's how people like, folks like, oh, I'm a that's fan. That's how you never lose, That's right? how you never lose. We lost tonight. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow you're going to say, oh, Lonzo Ball's playing my boys. We out the playoffs. Yeah. We, yeah, we. He's been saying we a bunch. Too. I do say we. So you say we a lot. Like I know with a lot. cross, like with a, because yeah. I'm sure you got favorite players that are on different teams. I just have I just have two now. The Ball brothers, the Ball both family. Them. I support yeah. that family. The and family's just one now, right? Yeah, of course, but it's like two separate teams. Okay, but and, and then, then and KD. then there's KD, and that's it. So there's three teams. So, it's high. <laughs> they're both. Two of them are bounced out. Oh, and then when they would get traded, I follow. See, there's this, there's this, uh, that's the issue. A, there's actually this, this, I actually saw this ad while I was watching, um, watching the game where it's like, you can get insurance on your, um, your jerseys for, oh. it's like, it was like, a dude was crying and whatnot, like, you know, this person gets traded, they're going to, it was a great ad because that's really yeah. how it goes down, but now you can like, like trading your jersey oh, and huh? doing something like that. Huh? Oh, you think I'm, uh, no, I, I. Like when my favorite player retires, like when Rasheed retired, I retire. You know, I find someone new. Oh, so shout out to Sheed. Exactly. Okay, shout out to, actually, shout, shout out, out to Philly, Big Sheed. I fucks with you, Sheed. Portland didn't treat you right. That's why I left them. Anywho. No, that, 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 okay. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Wallace. Right. And at this hour, with the 10 minutes that we have left for the show, let's Ooh. talk hmm. about what we all came here for. Yeah. The reason why. 
People always say they don't like men with podcasts because this is our therapy session, gentlemen. Because we talk about things. All right, everybody on three, take your red pill. Ready? One, two, three. Red pill content. Huh? Ah, yeah. I despise. Not going to say it because then it might be clipped in the future. Love women. Anywho. Swing and a miss. So confused. Wait, rip people that well. Never mind. Let's go. Just keep going. Anywho, I want to ask you because you've had you know you've been uh, you know they've been on over the way. Oh no, you wilding. You wilding. (laughs) (laughs) It's that hour. (laughs) Well, let's just say you've been in a lot of places. So, um, how does Portland's dating market compare? (laughs) Yes, we're doing it. <laughs> How does Portland's dating market compare to the other places you've been? Like Philly? Or Jersey? New York, Jersey. Um, LA. And it was cool. Like, even when you were in, I feel like when you were in track, you're traveling a lot of times. So, you know, you used huh? to seeing dating people like that are like maybe at different schools in different mm-hmm. states and things mm. like that. Like, all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Track, track, and track and field is from a social from a social standpoint is a very interesting sport. Oh, and I'll man. just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, um, but um, about nah, these Portland I mean, women. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I would say like from a from a dating standpoint. I mean, let's also let's also talk about I. I'll be around, but you know I'll be minding my business. Oh yeah, drinking your water. Drinking I my water, you know, just Respect. chilling in the yeah. cut. But um, no, nah, I would say what's what's interesting about Portland is like so when I moved out here, I was in a relationship, so I was chilling. Um, I was big chilling. I wasn't one of them like Portland, like I, I wouldn't say like like someone that comes in and like tra- like a transplant coming in and like yo, I'm gonna just play around real quick. Nah, I was not trying to play any of those games. I'm good. I you know I I don't need that type of stress in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's the, that's where I prioritize. I prioritize like certain things, like yeah. stress. Like I'm good off that. I don't need that. I'm good where I'm at. Um, but when I became single and um, you know started, you know taking a taking a look around, mm-hmm. you have to be very. I hate to say like careful because it's 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 small, right? Mm-hmm. It's small. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people know the know the same same folks. Um, which is one thing. Um, so, you know, pick and choose your spots wisely. Um, mm-hmm. Just in general, like, I feel like also since it is small, it's, it can get kind of like, it can get kind of college Because, like, I can even be out, like, I got a lot of, like, actual, like, like women friends, like, legit friends. <sighs> That's it. Don't make that face. Robert oh. doesn't believe in female friends. I, hey, I've <laughs> had a triple checkered pass. But... <laughs> um, but We'll just say on like this on like my heart of hearts, I believe you can, but like on surface level, look here, you know. Lord forgive me, you know, I was gonna quote some future line, but we're not gonna do that. But, oh anyway, my Lord. but let's just say I've just I have my perspectives have changed over the year. But um I guess actually that's a or actually I should stop. Do y'all have any questions about this or you it's not just directed at you, but I have one for you. But uh <laughs> What is anything y'all want to bring to this conversation with the, you know, seven minutes we have left? I'm going to agree with him. I've, like, rematched with girls on various, like, apps. I've rekindled stuff we've talked about before with girls. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> yo, yo, the apps, yo. The apps are crazy. Yo, I've oh, never yeah. been on a dating app until, like, I, like, 
like maybe 20, what was it? It was my, I think it was the end of 2020. Yeah. So the homie was like, oh, you might as well give it a shot. And it's like different because like when you in a bigger city, you just outside meeting people. Like, yeah. you know, I'd rather like, for me, I'd rather pull up on, on somebody like if I can and have that conversation. Man. Like, I love that. Like, Preach. you spot, like, ain't nothing like Preach. seeing somebody out that catches oh, you. Oh, slide, thank you. Slide, and you slide on them. Thank you. Oh, not that, not that like, oh, I follow you on IG. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything in person, but I'm going to slide in on your DMs on the back end. Mm-hmm. No, like, yo, you step. And granted, Hey, listen, you got a 50-50 shot with any person in this world. You want to know why? Because it's either going to be yes or no. They can say, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's still the no's and no. I mean, but there's <laughs> also a 50% chance of there being well. There's two options here. Man. Confidence. And no ain't going to hurt you because you're going to be back in the same situation you was in mm-hmm. in the first place. Hey, shoot your shot. Very true. Oh, did you have anything? Oh, no, I just, I'm going to say I agree to that. It's For me, it's old school, like. Being able to actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody, pull up on somebody, actually be able to talk to them, get you to get you to understand, like you can have that conversation with somebody mm-hmm. instead of type that conversation with somebody because that's not a real conversation. And then when it comes time to actually be able to take that person to a date, you know we can talk at that date. You know we can actually like be entertained by one another at that date mm-hmm. instead of being entertained through messaging, which then it's like you don't even know if you can have a real conversation with this person. So I respect that. I'm, I'm the same way. I, feel I, the same way. I also have to agree with that. Well, I respect it as well because I just, I think we're just suffering from like perfect syndrome. Like everyone, like when they say they're looking for Mrs. Right, Mr. Right, or, you know, non-binary, like they're like, you know, like this person has to be perfect. Like, I don't know how many times we're like, everyone's like looking for like every check box to, to be checked. And I'm kind of like, you know, that, um, this person has to have a flaw, right? And like, you know, you're supposed to work and build that together. And I would just say in like the current like dating market and world, not just like in Portland, it's just like people have put so many like like their expectation of a man or the expectation of a woman such on this high pedestal where like he's gotta be six two, he's gotta be athletic, he has to be all these different things, and I'm just kinda like <laughs> Huh? Oh, like check, and he loses to Robert in races. Yes, you know we get. <laughs> oh yeah, we 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 got a lot of ribble. <laughs> and I guess for I guess for me, we're just kind of like, um, I guess as as guys, we're like I know I just kind of like describe like the female expectations. I feel like this doesn't get hurt enough because when we talk about expectations, I feel like sometimes it gets looked at as we're trying to um, be overbearing. But I feel like guys, you know, look for a certain thing. And I just Mm -hmm. want to ask y'all in this current day and age, what do y'all look for? Not the expectation of, you know, what you want in a partner, but what do you like? What catches your attention in in a woman that you want to fancy besides her looks? I like someone that's motivated. I like someone that's well motivated, someone that's passionate about what they do. Like, you know, nothing against, you know, whatever they're doing or what whatnot. Um, you know, I'm not going to judge them based on their income or anything like that. But, you know, if they're just like, oh, you know, I'm figuring myself out, don't really know what I'm doing. They're 26. That's fine. Not necessarily my type. I, You know, whether you're in school or, you know, you're, you're pursuing a career, it doesn't have to be, you know, a super higher. Like I've met girls that are super dedicated to their job and like teaching elementary school and i think that's awesome and they're suit they like they plan out you know this week's curriculum all this stuff all that and i think that's really cool that's like what i'm attra- what i look for in women someone that's like passionate and like 
has the, has goals for themselves in that way. Tough. I like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would just to piggyback off of that, like, you know, that grind is super important. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like sometimes we get caught up in these relationships, you know, and this is in general with somebody texting you 24-7 and things like that, and it's like, yo, I'm busy. Like, I, I got stuff I got to do. Like, it's very like, oh, like, we just talk, we talk when we talk and we have, like, when, when we do talk, it's a deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a conversation versus, like, these little minuscule things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely that um, that grind is definitely, you know, that motivation. Also, you know, and, like, I was raised around a lot of women. Like, <laughs> I mean, my grandmothers, my mom, um, my dad, of course, was in my life, too. But, like, I have really good relationships with all three of them. And also, like, my cousins. Like, most of my parents, friends, and family, everybody had daughters. Like, it's really, like, me and my brother, like, we don't only, like, do, so it's just like, oh, the boys. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, in that, you realize, you know, just from a from a, a mental standpoint and learning, like, you know, to be able to, like, learn from somebody. Like, I want to be able to mm. have this conversation, you know, not to be, not to, and, and when I say learn, like, you know, it's not, the, it's not someone, your partner's responsibility or anything like that. Yeah. But also pr- provide a different perspective, you mm-hmm. know, and also you being able to, accept that, hear it, and learn, and being able to expand ideas together. You know, ain't nothing like being in, like, a, a conversation, like, I'll give the comparison of, like, work, and y'all just bouncing off ideas about, like, even just as a group, like, y'all y'all are in a partnership, you know what I'm saying? Not a romantic one, at least, you know, but, like, as a... <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. But like, imagine having, imagine having them type of conversations, like literally where you just bouncing things off of each other, and it's just like flowing like that stuff to me is just like, yo, I love the way you think. Like mm. just in, like that to me is just like, wow, like you just expanded my mind, you know? Because sometimes, I mean, you know, guys, we can, we can get a little tunnel vision, mm. but really, like I always say this, like women get shit done, like. Like, real talk, like, you know, when it comes to work, like, women get shit done. You know, we do to an extent, but, like, I go to a lot of women for advice. Like, be shit. Like, you know, just to hear perspective and whatnot, because sometimes I may be looking at it from mm-hmm. my tone of way, because, you know, you also you got built-in egos and things Hell like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? That I can, you know, I can admit to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, if you can kick back and just, like, really expand my mind and talk, to, like, you know, carry that conversation. Also, you know... I feel like that connection, that connection, you, you feel it. And I, and I hate to use the term looking for someone because, like, not to be sappy, like, you know, the right person will come around. I feel like when you start looking for shit, like, you're going to start compromising and mm-hmm. really trying mm. to get somebody to match, like, this mold when they might not be that person for you. And yep. then this person that just been around the entire time just that you not even paying attention to, really that person. You sit down have a conversation and be like, damn. You actually really dope. <laughs> but mm. you've just been so fixated on like, oh, I'm looking for mm. Mrs. Perfect or Mr. Perfect or whatever, whatever, you know, mm. non-binary or whatever that person is, when it's just like, yo, the right person will come to you or, you know, things are gonna progress. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Sorry for that long winded answer. Nah, hey, we all good. do it. Nah, I have to I have to agree with that too, because I got a, a lot of I have a, I feel like I keep a lot more female friends around me than I do male friends. And I, and a lot of it is like that perspective aspect, right? Like mm-hmm. ask them a question. Like when I was in a relationship, like 
you know, did I say this right? Did I do this right? Did, was that the right way of doing this? If I'm thinking about doing this, how does that sound? And they'd be like, oh, that's a good idea. You should do this. Maybe she'll like this. Or, And just being able to, like, really think outside of my own head, like you were saying, like, really be outside of the box. But I, for me, it's, like, someone motivating, right? Like, if my partner can be motivating in her own actions, and then it, it motivates me to do more for me, too. You know what I'm saying? So now we're motivating each other to do better for one another ultimately. And it's like this, it's not a, like a sense of competition, but like it's almost a sense of like, how can we do better for one another? And mm-hmm. and I'm going to push you to get your passion, which is going to help push me to get my passion. So now we, we both find in our own passions and it's motivating. You mind, if, you mind if I chime in on that? Like you ahead. said something that was like, this is like kind of like my concept of like what I think, like, you know, folks, I feel like when people are like, oh, my responsibility, like, I want to make somebody happy and things like that. Like, they ain't, like, that's part, that's, that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, at the same time, people got to be happy with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell, like, people, like, you got to choose you. Like, if you don't love yourself and can choose yourself to the full extent on what you want to do or what you're committing yourself to, I can't expect you to look out for me in that way. Hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, with you saying that, like, I heard, like, you know, pretty much what you want to do, like, choose you. Hey, you got something that you motivate and doing, like, you, Put me. We'll we'll figure this out. We can balance this out. There can be. There's going to be a healthy balance there. I understand where you're coming from. You mm-hmm. grinding. You doing what you needed to do. But I know that's where you're happy. Happy is at. And if we can bring both, like I'm grinding too. We bring our happiness together. That makes for a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And like the like, and in so many ways, guys. Like we just had the Cam Newton <laughs> conversation. You want you, you, y'all know how Cam Newton was like? Oh, you know, you know that whole comment. You got the y'all remember what Cam said yeah. recently? No, I don't. No. I heard it, but I can't remember it completely. Long yeah. story short, it was like a clip of what he was saying. Yep, it wasn't yep, like I the whole thing. thing. It was like uh, women don't know how to uh, be quiet. They need to cook all this oh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to the whole thing, Cam was just talking about his experience and like. He was talking about like you know how like Fresh and Fit was talking about like, his type of woman and things like that. He yeah. was talking about that. The, like dope thing that <clears throat> I think people miss what Cam was saying. Well, they I feel like they got latched on to like those bits. Is yeah. like we all just talked about that. There are points when we are searching and looking for a partnership where you have to let your lady lead and you need to shut up and just listen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do I support her? Or like she's been working. Like, four days out of the week, I'm good. Maybe I can make dinner. And, like, I feel like if you go into that conversation listening to Cam, like, I'm I'm trying to get triggered. Like, I'm trying to, like, boom. Like, you're not supposed to. Women, women can't. Like, no. Like, the only point where I felt like he did mess up is he fell for, like, the whole gender, like. Gender. Fucks these societal, societal, like. In roles and shit like that, bro. Like whatever works yeah. for you know the relationship. For, in your relationship is your relationship, and that's also your business. And that's why else's. <laughs> and that yeah. whole perfection thing that people are chasing, and that's yeah. why. And this is why I love cost too. And you also bring this up too as well, where it's kind of like when we look at these relationships from like the celebrity standard, we're like, I want Sierra and Russ. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> can we start with the community first? I'm pretty sure there's like a grandma and a grandpa that's doing it just as good as them. They just ain't got the bread. 
mm-hmm. and you don't see that. And I just think that is something that is why this show is alive because there's not a space for us men to really talk about like this being like, cause we all want the same thing. Peace. You brought a peace in your opening statement. You're like, I'm chilling. I just want peace. And I don't think that is stressed enough where it's kind of like, I just know the dude sitting here is like their next level up in life is family, a chick and peace. Oh, forgot. And bread. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, um, I just, I guess for me, my ending point on this one is just like, to ask like the viewers, like literally. And it's like, how can you continually be balanced where like we just heard different perspectives where like that balance is key for you to like just grow as a person for yourself so you can be ready for that relationship. So, um, <laughs> that took a turn. Anyone have any questions, comments, or oh, that's therapy um, talk. Who, any other things? I, I think, it, I think especially like for the viewers, I, I think the, most important piece, like if you're taking out of this last portion is just like understanding like perspective in yourself and what you want. And, um, Amir said it best. Like if you can't love yourself, how can you really love somebody else? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that perspective in what, who you are is going to give you the perspective in the person that's going to fit you and understanding your own perspective is I think humbling sometimes. And, Mm. And you got to humble yourself. And I, I think uh, we do well on like just talking about humility on here. And I, I think it's it's a good a good way to uh, for you as an individual to keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Like even, Fair. you know, just in that like, you know, humility is huge. And also like, you know, people make mistakes. People drag things out longer than what they should. Or even like, you know, you can be in relationships you know, there's also timing factors. You know what I'm saying? People are busy doing different things and at different phases in their life mm-hmm. where it's like, yo, this person, it's not necessarily like they're the wrong person or they, somebody did something wrong. That mm-hmm. timing is just like yeah. not there, you know? And, you know, that's also a thing. Like, I feel like sometimes people like, oh man, this didn't work, blame yourself. And that's where like all the little toxic behavior comes in. When it's just mm-hmm. like, yo, this just ain't the right timing because I got Absolutely. X, Y, and Z going on. Mm, yeah. You got X, Y, yeah. and Z going on. And this is fine. We come to peace. We can come to peace at that. You can be cool whatever, or however you want to pursue it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like like you had mentioned, just being like having that that one humility and, and being honest with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really like that. I second that. Like people need to like take it easy. Be a little more relaxed. Be more forgiving with people, you know, don't respond to you right away or if, you know, have to reschedule stuff. Mm. Too many people are just like, all right, on to the next. Give grace, but don't play with people's time. Fair. That is the tightrope that we walk, literally. <laughs> um, I will say this, you know, when I very first met you, you were talking to seven women all together and I was like how would I ever oh oh man how would we start lying what are you talking about what are you talking about he was like I he's like very first time I met he's like where that bitch is at yo (laughs) I was like whoa right now I was like whoa I was like where you doing that he's like I'm at fortune where that bitch (laughs) I'm just Hey, I'm messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. See, he's at the back of the episode. This Yo, is the back of the episode. This is crazy. <laughs> Yo. Nah, if y'all really. We just w- had this wholesome ass talk. 
Cause, which, I'm sorry to use that term. It's overused, but damn. <laughs> I just want to say, um, as we, you know, uh, what do you call it? Go forward. Um, once again, another priceless guest uh, because of literally all the things that you embody, not just from what you work and what you do, just the person that you are. And like, I always tell people like, this is this is why we exist. This is why we have this platform to give people like you an opportunity just to just shoot your shit and just say what I already know, what they just witnessed and what the um, the guests, not the guests, but the um, viewers. viewers. But I want to say thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, let, let the people know how they can get a hold of you, find you on Instagram and all that. Oh man, so you know, first and foremost, thank thank you, you know, for creating this space. Um, really, really dope everything that you're doing, just as a team, as a collective, and really, uh, really putting out dope shit. You know, this is something that one y'all should be proud of, and I'm honored to be a guest, like G shit. So, um, yeah, and if you want to find me, um, Amir, well, but underscore A M dot one, the number one R underscore. And then also follow Deadstock Run Club as well. Um, they have a pretty dope person that runs that account. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for coming. Shout out to G Shock, <laughs> God Tier Watch. Not enough All people right. love the, on the G Shock. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming. Appreciate it, man. It's from 09. Yeah, they they should last that long. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to say, this has been the Plano Games podcast slash show. Peace. I'll see you in the streets, Robert. <laughs> we'll keep that. You probably wondering if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two-piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.